super grateful for you guys to be here this morning. What up, 11 a.m.? How are we doing this morning? Super fun that you guys are here. Thank you. It is so much better with you in here than preaching to cameras. So I'm so grateful that we are kind of getting back to our normal schedule and so uh, grateful for this morning. But hey, we have a little bit of housekeeping to do before we get going this morning. Um, Like you, I have been um, glued to the television the last couple weeks and watching as there seems to be this uh, massive divide in our country when it comes to race. And the thing that I have been thinking about for us as, as the people of God, as those that are exploring what it means to be a follower of Jesus, is that I don't think that the church is ever supposed to be a place to react Um, because I think if you react to something, that means you're not out front leading the conversation. And I think that the people of God should be leading the conversation when it comes to race. And I believe that um, God's word is very clear about all people that belong to him, that we are all God's kids and that we have one father And that should be a a uniting thing for us. Um, And so next week, I'm really grateful that our good friend who's preached here many times, Mr. Stephen Mackey and his wife, Teresa, will be joining us next week and having a conversation about race here on Sunday morning. And so I know that you're going to want to be a part of it. It's really, really, uh, I think it'll be an important Sunday for you to either watch online Uh, with us or um, to be here in person as we, the people of God, begin conversations about race. And uh, just to tell you, last week I went downtown um, on Wednesday night uh, for San Antonio was doing a big worship night right smack dab in the heart of downtown San Antonio. And I got there early, way early, (laughs) and uh, Black Lives Matter was marching in as we were uh, getting there. And they were not aware that there was this worship gathering going on and we were not aware that they were going to be marching in. And what I thought was, oh man, I hope this doesn't go poorly because we're both using that intended space at the exact same time. And what I saw, and they'll hear hear me say this, what I saw um, was a thing of beauty where... Black Lives Matter was super respectful and honoring and saying things like, listen, we are for police. We are not against the police, but there is an issue that we got to talk about. And we are not, if you are here to loot or do damage to San Antonio, go home now because we don't want you to be a part of us because that's not who we are. And before they left, some of the pastors from San Antonio got the opportunity to pray over all of Black Lives Matter. And uh, what was even beautiful about the experience is is that a good chunk of them stayed around and worshiped with us that evening as we prayed and united. We're just asking God to unite San Antonio. And it's honestly what you would hope and expect from San Antonio to do. (laughs) It was a thing of beauty. And so often we let the far fringes of, the, of, of what's going on be the loudest voice in the room. 
And there is an appropriate voice in the middle that we as the people of God need to be having conversations about. And so please plan on joining us next week. Mackie already told me some of the things that he's been thinking about, and it's going to be really good. And I'm grateful that you're going to tune in. So please, next week. Um, Okay, so here we go. We are in week three of our series on the Holy Spirit, and we're calling it Better This Way. We are looking at the words of Jesus when Jesus says, it is better that I go away, because if I don't go, the Holy Spirit cannot come. And we said, We've been camping on this idea that the only thing better than Jesus with us or next to us is the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And not only is that something hard for us to even wrap our brains around, but how many of us actually experience that, actually enjoy that, actually begin to walk and to move in that, that the only thing better than Jesus next to you or with you is the Holy Spirit residing inside of you. And last week, let me be very honest, we got super ambitious and we did the whole Bible last week and we looked at how is it possible for Jesus to make that claim and we just kind of discovered that God from the beginning of time has been about closing this gap between us, between creation and humanity uh, and us with God and he's about closing this gap and last Sunday was Pentecost Sunday which is 50 days after Passover, and it is also God's moving day, where God moved into and indwelled into the lives of every single one of us. And so this morning, what I want us to be leaning into, the conversation for us to have this morning is, what role does prayer play in living a life empowered by the Holy Spirit? When you what do you expect God to do in your prayer life? What do you, uh, ex- how do you expect him to move? What do you expect him to do? How are you approaching your prayer life? Because for so many of us, it's almost like this dry and dusty thing or this discipline that we just have to get disciplined in rather than this thing that we just get to enjoy. And so this morning, I want us to look at what does it mean to pray in the Holy Spirit? And so just as a confession to make, I've told you guys for the last couple weeks, this season's been real hard around my house, and uh, it feels like we're on the backside of the pandemic, uh, and we're slowly getting back to normal, but for a couple of months there, it was really difficult, and the idea of doing school in my house with my girls was incredibly hard. My wife's a school teacher, she's busy, my girls have work to be done, and let me be honest, I woke up most days before my feet even hit the ground. Uh, a little fussy and a little cranky already and having uh, a bad attitude before my feet even hit the ground. Like, oh, my kids are driving me crazy. I cannot do this another day with them. And you know what uh, I began to notice about that? Is that my expectations matched my perceived reality. That what I expected to find, the reality followed pretty dang closely behind that. Now, listen, my wife, you know, is the better part of me, but we've been together for 24 sevens for the last three months now. And let me tell you, we love each other deeply, but being roommates sometimes is a little difficult because we are at opposite ends of the spectrums about a lot of things. And what I found is, is that what I would, the, the expectations that I brought to our relationship 
were, matched the reality that I began to walk in. And when I woke up being frustrated or short or a little um, unkind, my reality followed that. Now, a question for us to consider this morning, what are your expectations when it comes to prayer? No, for real, like what are your expectations? Do you believe to have an encounter with the living God? Do you expect do you expect God to do something powerful, not only inside of you, but also through you? Because if the truth is, if the Holy Spirit, as we talked about last week, now resides inside of you, then you need to be aware that the Holy Spirit is already, always at work when you pray. But what is often missing is our expectations, is that we are unaware of the presence of the Holy Spirit because we come with maybe mismatched expectations. And so what typically happens is this, is we pray really small things. We pray for really um, bare-based, bare-minimal things because we don't have high expectations about what's going to happen in prayer. What would it look like for us to be the type of the community that prays insanely big prayers? Because you and I believe that now the Holy Spirit resides inside of us and now all things are possible because the power of the living God resides in me. That is fundamentally a different way that you and I approach prayer. Some of us approach prayer like, man, I hope he hears me. Like, I'm hoping he's going to guide me. I'm hoping I'm going to have an encounter with him. But what do you expect? Because your expectations will create in this funny way this reality that you begin to experience. Low expectations in prayer lead to a pretty sad prayer life. Huge expectations when you pray life, you pray bold things and you see God really begin to unfold and move. You know I couldn't get away, with, away from it too long, but this morning, grab your Bibles or you can tune in on the Bible app. We're going to be in Romans chapter 8 this morning, and so all last semester we walked through Romans. In fact, we camped four weeks on Romans chapter 8, and it's too good for us to get away from it this morning, but what I want to show you here is what Paul talks about is this dynamic relationship that you and I get to not only understand but get to experience this experience of relationship between us and the Holy Spirit. So we're going to look at what Paul has to say. That's found in Romans 8. We're going to start in verse 26. It says this, in the same way, the Spirit helps us, the Holy Spirit inside of us, helps us in our weakness. Now, who in here feels weak? Just when you turn on the television, when you are grinding out your life, do you feel uncertain? Do you feel a little bit shaky? Good. The Holy Spirit is there at work in your life. When you don't know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Even when you do not know how to pray, the Holy Spirit is always, already at work aligning your heart with the heart of God. It's groaning. Paul uses this idea of groaning multiple times throughout the book of Romans where he talks about all of creation groans for the return of Christ one day. And Paul uses that right here to, to illustrate like this internal groaning that the Spirit does when we don't even know what to say in prayer. When you are at a loss for words and when you are feeling weak, the Spirit 
is already at work groaning for you on God's, on the, his behalf to bring you into the presence of God. And that is beautiful. Now, here's the game changer for us this morning. Here is the paradigm shift that it, like, I want you to get. If you catch one thing this morning, pay attention to this part because it is a game changer. You never pray alone. Never not once. Never not once have you ever prayed by yourself. Why? Because the Holy Spirit now resides, lives inside of you. And because of that, he intercedes alongside with you. That means when you are driving in your car and you're all alone and you're praying, you're not alone. When you lay your head down at night, stressed and riddle filled with anxiety and you cry, maybe even cry yourself to sleep at night, you are not alone. When you don't have the words to pray, the Holy Spirit is already there at work on your behalf, bringing you into the presence of God in real time. You don't have to hope that your prayers are somehow going to make it up to God. Like, I'm just praying. I'm just hoping God's going to hear me. I'm hoping, would he please guide me? Will he please do these things? You don't have to wonder about that. The Holy Spirit is there and at work already. Now, when I was in elementary school, uh, I went to school off like 410 and like way outside Vance Jackson. When I was like in third or fourth grade, we did pen pals. Now, for y'all that are a little bit younger than I am, pen pals were like the original friend request, like way back in the day. Like we went in our classroom, we wrote out these letters and we did these things. And then we went outside and we tied them to a balloon and we're like, woohoo, watch them float off. And I remember thinking, man, I hope somebody in Australia gets mine because I would like to have a mate on the other side of the world because that would be really fun. Uh, until my mom picked me up from school. And my mom picked me up from school and we drove around the block and I started to notice balloon after balloon, caught up in the trees and caught up on the fences and didn't make it even out of like the neighborhood. But what do you see in Romans chapter eight? That is not the picture of what is going on. What is actually happening is the Holy Spirit is giving you words to pray when you don't know what to say. The Holy Spirit is already always at work. Even when you don't know what to say, the Holy Spirit is there. Now catch this part. The Holy Spirit is at work when you are weak. And although that is true, the Holy Spirit is always already at work. The Holy Spirit is not there in your absence. There is a part of this where we have to show up as well. We have to become more aware of the Holy Spirit in our lives. He's there to help in our weakness, but not in our absence. Look what verse 27 says. Romans 8, 27. And he who searches our hearts and minds of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people according to his will. And what we are saying is because of the dynamic relationship between the Trinity, that when you begin to pray, it instantaneously connects your heart to God. There is no like dial up speed internet where you got to wait for the connection to happen. When you pray, the spirit automatically, instantaneously connects you with the heart of the father. Why? Because the Holy Spirit and Jesus, God are all intimately connected. In other words, the Holy Spirit is not only your 
transmitter that translate, but it's not like the transmitter in your life. It's also the translator. That means when you don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit is always already at work in your life, interceding for you, connecting you back to the heart of the Father. And friends, that is good news. And that is really good news because if you are like me, when you start praying for something that is outside of God's best for your life, things that uh, maybe uh, would be good but not the best or God's will for your life, you know what the job of the Holy Spirit is? Hey, John, come back this way. (laughs) Come on, big fella. You've wandered too far off. Come on, I'm going to bring you back. And that's the role of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit pulls us back in and aligns us with the perfect will of God for our lives. The Holy Spirit can't do anything other than that, other than align us with God's best for our lives. Meaning, the Holy Spirit, friends, is your prayer partner. The Holy Spirit, God himself inside of you, intercedes for you. There's a partnership in this dynamic relationship that instantly connects you to the heart of God to align you in your life. And that is remarkable. Now, if that is true, what I want us to spend just a couple of minutes talking about this morning is how do you actually begin to experience that? Because it's one thing just to know that, know that to be true, but how do you actually begin to experience the power of the Holy Spirit when you begin to pray? And this first thing that I want to suggest to us this morning is the foundation. You can't go anywhere without it. And if you want to experience the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, the very first thing you have to do is you got to show up. Because remember, the Holy Spirit is going to pray with you, but he will not pray without you. Meaning that we have to have these moments in our life where we are creating these rhythms where we expect to have encounters with the Holy Spirit. We talked about this last week where where God told the people in the Older Testament to go build a tent, go build a tabernacle, and I'm going to indwell in there. And when my kids were little, we built these big forts in our living room. And you know what the point of that was? Not to build a big fort. The point of it was to get inside with my kids and enjoy relationship. And you and I have to have these moments in our life where we're building tents, where we have these sacred rhythms of where we're hearing and enjoying the relationship with God but it's also all of the gaps in between those times too. It is also all of those unscheduled moments of our lives where somebody pops into your mind that you haven't thought about in a while. When you get worried about something, there's an invitation to prayer. When you bump into somebody that you haven't seen in a really long time, maybe that's just not random. Maybe that's an opportunity to you to become aware of God at work aligning you with God's heart for somebody. Listen to what Henry Nouwen says. A spiritual life without prayer is like the gospel without Christ. I mean, that's a... That's a bomb drop right there because there is no gospel without Jesus Christ. And there is no real relationship without us communing with the Father by enjoying this relationship through prayer. And I believe that's what God is saying. When we convert our unceasing thinking and transform that to unceasing prayers, it moves us from a self-centered monologue 
to a God-centered dialogue. Can I not get an amen for that? That was freaking brilliant right there. Did you hear that? When you transform your self-thinking mind, when your mind is going all of the time, and you begin to transform that into unceasing praying, you go from a self-centered monologue, me, 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 to a God-centered dialogue where you begin to enjoy this relationship between him and between us and our creator. But here's the key in that. You gotta show up. You gotta be willing to be aware of the Holy Spirit invitation for you all of the time because he's always there already at work in your life. And the second thing is this. I think you have to lay it down. If showing up is just kind of getting there, then when you come and you lay it down, you're opening up the agenda for God to speak. Oftentimes, when I come to God, I'm like, okay, here's my list of things that we're going to talk about today, God. And I'm going to start with 1A because I got a laundry list of things that I'm going to talk about. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Do y'all treat it that way? Because that's often what I do. And you know what I've found when I come with my laundry list of things, when I come with my agenda, do you know what often happens? My voice becomes the loudest voice in the conversation. And, I, and it's real hard for me to make room for him to speak when I'm talking the whole time. And I believe there's an invitation to more. But certainly there are times where I'm just like, God, I'm a mess and blah. And, and the Lord honors all that. But I also want to remind you, like, my girls, uh, uh, Mac, not my oldest is going into sixth grade, so not so much anymore, but Maggie will come home and tell me all about her day. Dad, you won't even believe it. I got to walk to class with McKaylin today. I got to sit with my friends, and I guess what they served at lunch, and I had two, Dad. And guess what happened after this? And I did this at school, and I played with these people, and she'll just rattle off everything that she did that day. And I love that as a dad. But you know what? I, I think there's more. Do you know what I also love? Where she pauses. <laughs> and I get to talk as dad too. Where there is this back and forth conversation that we are having together where she's talking about her day and I'm, inter and I'm interjecting and there's this beautiful dialogue going on between the two of us. Now, I just got to ask, how many of us come with an agenda of, man, I've got something to say. And God, here's my agenda of all the things that are on my list. And maybe if we made room for the Holy Spirit to set the Holy Spirit's agenda, do you think that you would begin to become more aware of the power and the presence of God in your life? Because I certainly do. Because how oftentimes I come with my agenda of things and God's like, no, 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 hold up. But first we're gonna deal with your selfishness. And John, I wanna grow inside you a heart of thankfulness. Because when you're thankful, all the things that you're stressing out about are gonna take care of themselves because I'm gonna change your heart in those circumstances. That's what the Lord does. Or maybe you come with your agenda and you know who you're concerned about? Me. You, because you got lots of stuff going on. But what if you said, I'm just going to lay down my agenda. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to set the pace and the direction. And what if the Holy Spirit just began to pop people in your mind? Friends you haven't seen, conversations that you need to go engage with. It happens to me all the time. I'm driving past somewhere. Oh, look, there's my friend Billy's house. 
oh, wait, Billy? And I'm like, maybe that's the Holy Spirit bringing those things up. Billy, hey, Billy, how's work going? I know that this season is crazy. I love you and I'm praying for you. And I can't tell you how many times, time after time, that person responded is like, dude, it saved me. It's exactly what I needed to hear. But there is an opportunity that when we come to God with this laundry list of agenda, that he's just waiting and he's longing to, to step into the conversation too. But when you and I say, okay, God, would you speak? There's an opportunity for the spirit to begin to move in our lives. And so when I pray, it's like, God, my job is not, my job in, in prayer is not to figure it all out but perhaps my job in prayer is to lay it all down and say, Father, I, I just believe that I can hear your voice. I believe you have something to say to me. And so would you speak? I'm listening. Is there anything that you want me to know about today? Is there anything on your heart that I need to pick up? Is there, as the scriptures say, search my heart and let me know where I'm off. And I'll let the Holy Spirit begin to uncover and unveil and and really begin to, to prod and poke my heart. But I've got to be willing to lay down my agenda. And lastly, I think this is it. Is I think you've got to say it. I think that oftentimes in prayer, we, we get so in our heads that we have a problem transmitting it. And certainly, I think in prayer, there is this moment where things begin to bubble up and you need to be able to, to say them out loud. And just to be clear, it's not for God's benefit. God is not surprised. Oh, really, John, I didn't know that about you. It doesn't work. Of course, do you know whose benefit it's for? It's for my benefit. Do you know why it's for my benefit? Because when I physically pray out loud, do you know what's being revealed? The condition of my heart. I get to really see what's going on inside of my heart and what, God, what, what I'm really feeling, what I'm really thinking. And so I gotta say it out loud because so often, I know you are like me, we get so lost in our heads and thoughts that it's hard for us to even articulate it. And the invitation for God is to speak those things out so that we can understand the condition of our heart. And don't worry because when you're off, what is the job of the Holy Spirit? Come on back. Come on back. I'm going to pull you back and I'm going to align you with God's heart. Even when I'm off, even when it's ugly, even when I'm selfish and gross on the inside, the Holy Spirit's job is to pull me back. And so I want to be somebody that speaks it out, that articulates that. How did God create the world? He spoke it into existence. Words are powerful for us. Words are incredibly powerful. They help us reveal the condition of what's going on on the interior of our lives and an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to get moving in our lives. But you gotta be willing to speak up and to say it. Now, this last week, something really fun happened around my house. Uh, one of my friends uh, who... Uh, took a fall at the river this last week, uh, broke his hand at the river. And he was like, man, I don't want to go to the doctor. I don't want to go to the hospital. I don't want to have surgery. And uh, he began to kind of chew on that and think through that. And, you know, he just said, I, I, I just feeling like maybe the Lord's going to get a hold of that. And I'm just believing. I don't, I'm not going to accept that I'm going to have to have surgery. And so I'm just going to stand in this place of believing. 
And uh, the next thing I know, he's showing up at my house and he's asking for prayer about it. Not from me, from my wife. And, and I'm kind of offended about that. I'm like, what do you mean you don't want the pastor to pray for you? No, I want your wife to. And I'm like, that's probably a better deal anyways. And uh, so she prayed for him. It was like, when is your doctor's appointment? Oh, tomorrow, Friday. All right, let me know how it goes. The doctor comes back and says, well, I don't know what's going on, but it's not what I saw on the x-rays. It's way better. We're not going to need to do surgery anymore. And I'm like, wow. But think about that. Think about that opportunity. What would have happened if that bubbling up inside of him and he didn't have the courage to say it out loud, to say, God, I'm just, I know this is the reality, but man, would you move? What if he didn't have the courage to go to somebody and say, hey, would you pray for my hand? And what if my wife didn't have the courage to say it out loud? She was like, I'm going to think really good thoughts about it. <laughs> that doesn't work, right? What? But there's a beautiful invitation. There's power in your words when you say it out, but you got to say it. You got to say it. I believe there's an invitation and prayer for us that when we speak it out, the potential for God to move gets released in our lives. And it's something that's powerful, that's meant to be normal for you and me, that we are people that speak it out with boldness. Now, a little bit of homework for us for this week, if that's okay. Now, I know we're out of school, but I want to give us a couple of things to, to work on and to consider this morning. I want you to look at this quote by uh, Henry Nouwen again. We're going to go back to the wisdom well of Henry Nouwen. Listen to what he says. The only way to pray is to pray. And I'm like, well, that's brilliant. <laughs> I love this guy. He's, he speaks my language. He's really simple. The only way to pray is to pray. And the only way to pray well is to pray too much. I love that. That prayer in engaging the Holy Spirit inside of us friends, honestly, is a muscle that you can exercise. There is an awareness that can be developed in our life because remember, the Holy Spirit now has a permanent uh, address and that is living and breathing inside of you. And what is often missing is not the Holy Spirit, but our, our awareness of the Spirit always already at work in our lives. So the homework for us this week is, here's the thing, we, we gotta be people that, that show up. We have to be people that are coming to lay down our agenda, but I also want us to be people that say it out loud. And so here's what I'm gonna encourage you to do this week. Every time you pray, I want you to pray out loud this week. <laughs> so that means when you are with your kids, and you say nighttime prayers with them, don't say, all right, say nighttime prayers. No, no. Pray out loud over them. When you pray at uh, maybe at the end of the day and you're by yourself in your bed, be weird. It's fine. Nobody's there. Just pray out loud. Speak those things out. Maybe you pray with your spouse at night. Uh, pray out loud. This is a beautiful invitation for us to uncover the condition of our heart and an invitation for the Holy Spirit to begin to align our desires with the will of God. 
And so I want us for this week only just to be people that speak that out. So anytime that you normally pray, you pray in your car, it'll be fine. People think you're on speakerphone, but just the invitation is to pray out loud, to activate the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so friends, that's the homework for us this week is I want us to be people that move and operate in the power of the Holy Spirit just flowing up and out of us in our lives and becoming more aware of it. And one of the greatest tools that the Lord has given us to enjoy this relationship with him is through prayer. And so I'm gonna ask you to be bold and to speak it up and to speak it out this week. Let's pray together. God, you are good and you are kind. We love you. Oh, we love you. We thank you it's normal for your children to hear your voice. God, that it is, that it is uh, as your children, we recognize the voice of our Father speaking. That has been your heart, that is your heart, and that's the relationship that we get to enjoy. And so, Father, may th- we as a community, we as a be- people, raise our expectations of what we expect to experience when we pray. We're not hoping and a wishing that you're gonna hear God, but we're expecting you to do mighty things when we come and engage. Would you make us aware, Father? Would you help us be people that show up, that lay down our agenda, and then have the courage to speak it out this week? God, we give you permission to move. We give you permission to call us back. When we've wandered off, we we set down our agenda. We allow the Holy Spirit to pull us back to your best. And so, Father, would you do the work that only you can do to breathe life into this dusty old body yet again. May we be people that have the courage to step out and to pray in boldness for the world around us. We love you, Jesus. And we're grateful for the privilege of getting to gather together again in person this morning. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.